Hello, and welcome back to Climbing the Castle, your definitive Disney ranking podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Charlie. And today we'll be discussing Monsters University. Ever since college-bound Mike Wazowski was a little monster, he's dreamed of becoming a scarer, and he knows better than anyone that the best scarers come from Monsters University. But during his first semester at MU, Mike's plans were derailed when he crossed his paths with hotshot James P. Sullivan, a natural-born scarer. The pair's out-of-control competitive spirit gets them both kicked out of Monsters University's elite scare program. With their dreams temporarily dashed, they realize they will have to work together, along with an odd bunch of misfit monsters if they ever hope to make their dreams come true. And I, I really like this movie. See, I am not the biggest fan of this movie. I, I don't know. It's just, it's nothing new. The story itself is something that we've seen a million times in a million different, like, movies. So, like... Uh, I, I don't know about that. I've definitely seen this story played out in a bunch of different movies. I feel like three of them alone were American Pie spinoffs that I've seen this same exact story in. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't watch movies much. Except for Disney movies. Oh, that's why. This this is a very common story. It's a lot of National Lampoon movies have a very similar structure to this. There's, like I said, I think I've seen three different American Pie movies that had the same exact concept. It's, it's uh, I not mean, a this new one concept. is a little more kid friendly, though. I mean, it's at a monster school. That's the only like difference there is. But I mean, yes, it it did have some entertaining moments here and there but i don't know i just not a big fan of how some of the characters were in this not a big fan of the story itself i just feel like they could have improved on a lot of stuff uh there were definitely some issues this is far from being a perfect movie but it's still fun nonetheless uh with that you want to get into the fun facts uh let's do it all right starting off we have, despite being offered the role of Dean Hardscrabble outright, Helen Mirren requested that she audition for the role anyway to ensure that the filmmakers were satisfied with her performance. I love that. That's great. That's... <laughs> like, she didn't want the role unless she felt like, unless she actually deserved it. I respect her for that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure a lot of times when someone's offered a role, they're like, okay, I'll just take it. Yeah. Uh, definitely, and she just wants to prove that she deserves the role first before she takes mm-hmm. it. As the students enter the School of Scaring building, they all touch the front paw of the statue in front of the building. This is a reference to a tradition at Harvard University where students touch the left foot of statue of John Harvard for good luck. As a result, the foot of the statue at Harvard is shiny and polished down. The animators included that onto the statue in the movie as well. Yeah, I noticed everyone touching the statue, but I did not notice like the fact of like the statue, like the shoe being polished down and shiny and stuff. I mean, they referenced. I mean, they still reference a real life thing, so I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a line in Monsters Inc. where Mike says that Sully has been jealous of his looks since the fourth grade. Since this movie was going to show Mike and Sully meeting in college, it obviously contradicts that line. Director Dan Skellen admitted that there was some conflict behind that and even had 
one treatment showing Sully and Mike meeting in the fourth grade, then skipping ahead to their university years. Pete Doctor and John Lesseter personally told Scallon that they loved that he was honoring that one line said in the movie, but he had to do what was best for the story. As a result, the line was put aside and Sully and Mike would be shown meeting in university. As a joke, Scanlon said that Mike's line in the first movie is an old monster expression. So basically, it's just coming up with an excuse for the fact that they had to change the story and what was said in the first movie. Well, he was only doing that as a joke. He was originally going to have them meet in the fourth I grade. I mean, they could have done that easily. They could have just put Sully on that field trip in like a different class or something, or like part of his mm-hmm. class. I don't know. Maybe that would have made them too friendly toward each other in the movie, since they've known each other for so long. Maybe. When waking up after sleeping on Sully's hand, Mike is heard saying, I know you're a princess, and I'm just a stable boy. The line refers to one of Billy Crystal's previous screen credits as Miracle Max in The Princess Bride, a story focusing on the love between a princess and a stable boy. I did not hear that line when when he said that. Uh, I did. Uh, I had a replay. It was like, wait, what did he say? I was like, huh, that's a weird thing to say. (laughs) I do love that they always throw in these like inside jokes with the actors and their other roles and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Mike's parents were originally planned to be included in the story, but they would drop Mike off for his first day at Monsters University. Director Dan Scanlon decided to drop them from the finished movie to make Mike seem just that much more vulnerable that makes sense mm-hmm. i mean it added a lot to mike's character in that first scene when he was there on his own it really did like i don't know i i guess it it really wasn't that important if all they were going to do is drop him off no but it still adds to who it adds is. to mike but like not including them wasn't going to be like a huge deal This is why they did it. When Mrs. Squibbles drops the boys off and states, I'll be in the car listening to my tunes. She's listening to Island by metal band Mastodon. I I just want to throw that in there because I I like metal music. I do too. I love that scene and I love that they included this. (laughs) I like how she's just rolling down the or rolling up the window. Okay, I'm just going to listen to my tunes. (gasps) That was great. We have our trademark, the Professor Knight's lecture hall room is hall room number A113 which we all know is the CalArts uh, room where most of Pixar animators took animation classes. Is this the first time where the classroom number is actually actually a classroom number though? I think so, I think yeah. This might be the first time <laughs> where it's actually a classroom number where it like, fits. <laughs> Celia May and Mr. Waternoose actually appear in this movie. In the closing portion, there's a note from Celia in Mike's locker asking him to call her. Also, there's a photograph showing Mr. Waternoose a few seconds afterwards. I saw the Waternoose picture, and the Celia note was just, like, way too quick to even... Yeah, there's a couple by her, but they're like, oh, yeah, I guess we should reference these characters. Which they didn't need to do, honestly. No. I think it'd be funny, though. If Celia was just a monster attending MU, you know, she wasn't a scaring major. She could have been majoring in something else there. Yeah. And Mike and her meet 
just briefly after the scare games and they fall in love. That would have worked. But again, I don't think that's completely necessary to throw oh, in no. all these origin stories that are like from Monsters Inc. But uh, that's all my fun facts. I sadly cannot find any about casting changes. Oh, well, still a good group of fun facts, so. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty more. Just go into the IMDb and you'll find plenty great fun facts about this movie. What uh, are we ready to continue moving to our scores then? Yeah, let's do it. All right, for my story score, I have an 80. I have a 77 for my story here. Okay. I mean, it's not a bad story, again, but there are issues. It's To me, it's, again, like I said, there's nothing original about this story, except for, like, some of the beginning bit and the ending bit. But, like, the whole college story has been told a million times before, and it's been, been seen in a bunch of comedy movies, so, like... Well, to me, this is original. That's because you don't watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still, a, it has its fun moments here and there. And it's, again, it's one, like, it is a good version of one of those movies. But I just wish we would have gotten a little bit different of a story. Yeah. Um, Like, some of my issues are, well, this is a prequel to Monsters, Inc., of course. Yeah. And I think it's probably just harder to get prequels out after the base movie. It depends on the case. I mean, there are some prequels that do it well. I don't, I agree. This is not one that, that actually does do it well, especially when you're kind of disproving or like overlooking some of the stuff that you set up in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Like, especially the biggest thing for me was with uh, Roz at the ending. Roz like, and they meet the Abominable Snowman already. Well, the Abominable Snowman makes sense because he worked at the, the factory. But they didn't really know him in the second movie. No, they knew of him, but they didn't. Yeah, they well, I don't know. I feel, I feel like they mentioned him at some point before they got banished. They're like They said, we don't want to end up like him but then when they met him it seemed like they were meeting him for the first time mm-hmm. but well anyway with Roz they like there's no way that she's able to go undercover at the scare factory if she's that like well known already at the as the agent of the what is it C uh, I keep thinking CDC but because that's like the actual I keep name. thinking CDA but I don't I can't remember their version, but like, yeah, she's already in this agency and with a voice like that, she's very easily recognizable. There's no way people don't know who she is at that point. So how is she able to set up an undercover post at the scare factory years later? Yeah. And again, the whole solely being jealous of Mike's good looks since the fourth grade thing. Well, that, again, was one line. I'm not taking that too far. And then, again, his his cover-up, as much as I was making fun of it, it is a pretty pretty solid cover-up of, oh, it gets a, an old monster saying. <laughs> yeah. And then my other question is, why is that big mouth monster scarer? Like, he's so old. Who? 
the one that's like only feet and then a mouth and eyeballs on top mm-hmm. has that giant like alligator mouth oh okay i think i know who you're talking about now he was there when mike was visiting as a kid he was there when they snuck into monsters i mean game. he does his job well maybe and then he so- was there in the first movie He's, he's just really good at his job. <laughs> he, he knows how to scare. He didn't let his age get to him. He's still... Well, I mean, it doesn't look like he ages either, so I need to know his secrets. Maybe that's part of his monster genetics. <laughs> but I mean, starting off, I, I thought it was cute seeing Sully, or not Sully, uh, Mike as a kid. Yeah, Mike wasn't an absolutely adorable kid. <laughs> And those other kids were just jerks. A lot of monsters in this movie were jerks. Yeah, that's very true. Most I get most, they're monsters, but come on. No, most other monsters were jerks. Like there wasn't very many friendly monsters in general. Even Mike's cousin, who's, who like <laughs> looks nothing like him. I don't like, understand how. Mike Wazowski, we carpool together, dude. I'm your cousin. They they're very different looking to be cousins, but I don't under we don't know how monster genetics work, so like maybe yeah. that's possible, but I'm like how um, and that blob kid is such a annoying little snitch. The blob kid? The the one the kid that goes, Miss Teacher, oh. Mike is over the line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also I'll be honest here, it was Mike's fault for getting to the back of the group there because he was already at the front of the group when he got there and then he pushed his way to the back after like everyone else started pushing up yeah like he, he was he already said he was it seemed he was more watching out for his eye but he was like, he even says hey watch out for the eye he was in the front of the, the front of the group right though and then he pushed his way to the back and when he couldn't see so like that was his fault he's a little monster <laughs> He couldn't help that the other kids were just jerks. Also, how'd the bus driver not see him when he's sitting there banging on the door? Uh, I'm not sure. Like, the bus driver knows him, so obviously uh, he's busy with his cro- with his uh, crosswords. <laughs> like, he should have the door open. Steps out, yelling, "Good luck with your crossword puzzle." <laughs> I like Mike's big smiling face when he was standing behind the monster when he came out of the, the scare door, though. Uh-huh. He's just standing there with his big smile on his face. Like he just experienced the best thing on the planet, which for him <laughs> it was. Yeah. He got to see a real scarer in action. <laughs> which that guy was pretty good at scaring. He, he oh, was yeah. doing a lot. He put a lot of work into that scare. He put a lot more work than a lot of other monsters. Yeah. Because <laughs> tap- it seems like some monsters just going, ah, run. <laughs> he was tapping on the bed and. Making noises and squealing yeah, the around pa- the room. Yeah, we did see the whole, like, what happens when a parent comes in thing. He like, has a great camouflage with, with the first in, movie. Oh, yeah. He did great with camouflage. We see a lot of pretty decent camouflage in this movie. Yeah. When the monsters are trying to hide. He just goes and jumps on the, ho- the coat rack and looks like a stuffed animal or like a coat type thingy. <laughs> no, like a scarf almost. Yeah. <laughs> but he did some good work. Uh, I don't think Mike should have been able to get out fast enough. I don't know. It depends on where he was hiding that time. If he was already he was right hiding by under the, door. the table, so maybe he followed right behind. Yeah, we don't know how fast he leaves the room after a scare. If he like mm-hmm. jumps right out, also Mike can just roll out. Like true, <laughs> but he was 
that that's what really kicked in for the oh i'm gonna go to monsters university yeah instead of going to tech <laughs> which i don't know maybe a rivalry movie between university and tech see i feel like that would have made this, the story a little bit better mm-hmm. like put the maybe make the scare games a little bigger and have both schools involved well that was one of the the, the other issues that i had was the score the story is like for the the school that their main focus is the scaring program there was only a f- small amount of people in that scare games like you would oh. think there would be a lot more people registering for that and i don't know maybe it just depends on how many sororities are actually in the school which i'm sure they probably had more than what was showing it was like five soror- five fraternities and sororities and i feel like if that's your main focus on campus there should be a bit more that are involved in that kind of program well, maybe some of the others like chickened out because a new roar omega roar <laughs> which is like the big one would win and they're like no we're not gonna win against them <laughs> which the names for some of those are kind of creative yeah they did come up with some good names for them like roar omega roar just showed a roar <laughs> there was hiss there was eh <laughs> and then uzma capo which <laughs> they just start yelling we're okay we're okay <laughs> one of the other issues that i had was that they kept making a huge deal out of like mike not being scary but there were so many other monsters in that scaring program that were also considered like not scary yeah like i've seen a bunch of like fuzzy little monsters or stuff like little catapulting dudes or even especially that dude that other guy that was in roar omega roar who was just like a big round blob the one that was picking up mike the entire time like are you talking about uh the one who was like a big crab was he well no well there was two of them that were very similar there was the crab one I don't know if he was the crab one. I think it was the crab one because I don't remember a blob one. The one, the one that kept giving Mike crap every time he was like when he first showed up. Yeah, the crab. And he, and he was making fun of him and saying that he's not scary and he's he was just cr- trying to crack jokes on him. Yeah, that was the crab one. Okay. Well, there was another similar blob one, the one that didn't do good in the in the scare room also when they were doing the scare test at the end. Uh huh. The first one. Yeah. But yeah, no, I remember the crap one because he was kind of annoying. Yeah, he was annoying. But also, he was not scary at all. Like, I don't understand how, like, and he's very, very similar as a monster to Mike. Yeah. Which in the scare games, I feel like Mike could, probably not enough points to win. But I feel like Mike could have gotten some points. Yeah, I agree. That scare that he did in in the actual, like, scare game should have been a decent scare even on hard mode. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, not enough to win because they really needed a good one. No, but also, I I feel like they gave too many points. Yeah, the score Omega Roar. The scoring in that was definitely off in a lot of those scares because there were some basic scares that they gave a bunch of points for, and then some scares that were like like the president of Roar Omega Roar. uh, I wrote his name down, Johnny Worthington. Yeah, all he did was walk in and roar. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But, like, the kid didn't even get up, check around or anything. 
no sense of fear just kind of stepped in an roar and he got this giant amount of points mm. Sully should have gotten more points than him who Sully yeah uh even what's his uh the the dad got Don Don should have gotten a higher score oh. for that scare that he did in that Don first. did a really good scare yeah he should have gotten almost a full score for that one and they gave him what like half half of a meter mm-hmm. or like a little bit less than that yeah. All of their scaring on that was was off. <laughs> yeah. Score, did I say scaring or scoring? <laughs> uh, I think both. But well, either works. You know what I meant. All their scoring was off for the scaring. <laughs> and I think Squishies was funny. Huh? Squishies was pretty good. It was funny. Yeah. Just kind of shown their looks is now gone. Also, Art should have gotten a good score. He had perfect form going into that thing. Mm-hmm. He's like rolling around on the floor and like making noises on other places. It was very similar to the the first dude that we saw in the actual scare floor. Yeah, uh, and the Terry's, you know, they didn't do anything too crazy. But I mean, I thought it was still pretty good. Yeah. Then that that first monster should have just been disqualified for slipping and stepping on something and waking the kid up. Yeah, I feel like that monster got too many points because he should got like one or two points. It shouldn't have done like anything. He just slipped and scared and accidentally woke the kid up, and he get and then went roar off the side of the bed. (laughs) Like that shouldn't have done anything. That whole game was rigged even before Sully actually rigged it. But, uh, I like how we just jumped all the way to the end of the yeah, movie. I didn't mean to, but it happened. <laughs> I mean, it happens. Sometimes it, <laughs> it just makes uh, it harder for us when we're trying to go back in our notes and figure out what we're talking about. <laughs> but I mean... But uh, that was one of the bigger issues in the movie as well that needed yeah, to be addressed. The last part of the scare games. <laughs> okay, so Mike goes to meet his roommate and surprise, it's Randall. Yeah. But Randall starts off seeming nice, and then he just becomes a jerk throughout the movie for no real reason. He's just trying to fit in with the popular kids, and then he just, like... But he, like, completely... His personality completely changed at the end when he gets covered in the, the heart the heart camouflage or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's where yeah. we see, like, the major change, but, like... And then that's where he's like, I'll never lose to you again. <laughs> but, oh... <laughs> Mike's like, hey, lose your glasses. It gives away your invisibility. I mean, and now not... we know why Randall's always squinting. You would think they would have contacts in the monster universe at this point, but apparently not. <laughs> uh, I mean, they did in Monsters, Inc. Someone had contacts? Mike did. Yeah, he does have one one. Mike has contact. a big contact for his That's one true. eye. That's true. So I'm like, why isn't Randall just... Using contacts. <laughs> but it would explain why he mistaked Mike for Boo in the first movie. Uh, that's If he's blind, he can't tell that that was Mike instead of Boo. That seems like a random problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He could have easily fixed that problem if he would have just got contacts. <laughs> Does neither campus have security at all? Uh, or maybe it's just lousy like we see in a lot of movies. <laughs> it it could it could tie into the fact that Disney security is terrible or like anyone who's a guard or as Sully was and, able to take the other school's pig and just run back in with those boys chasing him. 
with no problem. What's the, how close is the other school that he, he's able to just bring a pig? Yeah, no, most of the time the schools are not that close together. Yeah, so like he had to travel with that pig all the way over there, and they chased him down. Also, security at the at the scare factory was really lax too. Oh yeah, I mean they eventually saw them and there was a chase they caught up but like it took them a while for them to get caught and then they just got away with no issues at all like they didn't yeah they didn't look into like that's especially like you would think for a place like the scare factory who's in charge of producing the the energy for the entire planet as far as we know would be more invested in making sure no one's planning stuff at their factory yeah, I mean, we know they didn't have any ill intentions at the like when they were there, but like, yeah, we did. Who knows who the, what they were like if they were other people? It could have been completely different, mm-hmm. and they just let them completely get away and never got in trouble for that ever again. And who let that giant slug play football? That seems like it was very <laughs> that seems unfair. <laughs> I mean, there's different sized people in all there. The world. Yes, there are definitely. Football I know it's players. extreme in the monster world. That was a bit extreme. Like, there's definitely larger football players that have an advantage, but, like, nothing to that extent. But, I mean, if if it's a student at Monsters University, <laughs> who's to say that they can't just play football? The, the people that are playing against them and know that it's completely unfair and that this is going to get demolished by him. But I like how that was part of the training montage, too, yes. or study montage that uh, Mike was doing. <laughs> Which, during that montage, I found out that there is a fear of chopsticks. What? Fear of chopsticks. There's a fear That's of chopsticks? The... Yeah, well, Mike was going through those phobia, like, I guess, yeah. scare cards. Uh-huh. You know, there's, uh, I remember the arachnophobia one. Yeah. I don't remember what the other one was. And then the last one was a fear of chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like oh are you kidding me it's this come on give me something harder that's that's funny i was just picturing a monster just showing up in a kid's room like with chopsticks just clicking him like, around i have sushi <laughs> no also if that's the like i know like fear of chopsticks is a thing well it's not a thing it's a thing in this movie but like you would think there's gotta be like a fear of like grapes or something that mike would be perfect to scare some kid at <laughs> to like use to his advantage scared of balls scared of balls like anything there's gotta around be, there's got to be the some kid that, what scared of the color green <laughs> there's got to be some kid that fu- like fits that category where he like fits right. perfectly to go and scare them um there was something else i was gonna say but it totally slipped my mind no it slipped my mind it's okay. gone now. <laughs> uh, Dean Hartscrab will definitely kick them both out because of breaking her scream can and not because oh, yeah. of any any other reasons. She didn't even give Mike a chance to <laughs> perform the scream. No. She just had her mind set because of that incident, which was not the greatest thing that like, someone in charge of a school should be doing. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, they were being kind of irresponsible. I mean, yes. Then they also got away with a lot of other stuff that they shouldn't have been getting away with in school as mm-hmm. well. But I don't know. But I, I want to say I do relate because there was that monster with like, it was a tentacle monster. And it had mm-hmm. like 
three different cups of coffee. <laughs> and we could tell it did not get any sleep the night before cramming for the finals. <laughs> Were they finals or midterms? It was technically a midterm because, well, I don't know. It's weird because they said, like, if you fail, you're out. And then they did that. But then they went on break and then came back after break. So, like, it was weird planning. Or maybe we don't really know how much time went into that montage. Well, because they said, like, the whole the first shot of them after getting kicked out of the program was them coming back from break. And, like, one of the teachers says, welcome back from break, whatever. And you can see that the seasons changed because they showed all the leaf were dying on the trees and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But the way they made the test seem like was it was it was supposed to be a final. Yeah. But that just turned into the like the scare games at that point. And then uh oh while she was like judging Sully, while the dean was judging Sully about just roaring. Yeah. Because the kid had a fear of snakes. <laughs> she said that that would not cause a kid to scream. It would cause the kid to cry, which would alert the parents. Does the screaming not alert the parents? <laughs> uh, it does, but I mean, there is an actual answer to this, unfortunately, because they need to scream for the energy and not the crying. So, like, okay, crying... but in the first movie, what? Boo cried in their apartment, and it caused a blackout. I, I, I so know. it could have given energy well maybe the screen like the cry doesn't like they can't receive the the energy from the cry they can only receive it from the scream because it's not like i feel like they showed that off during the first movie also i don't know we don't again we don't know how any of this works and how they're receiving energy and how that whole yeah how does screaming produce energy for these monsters anyways (laughs) well i wish we would have gotten more into that like in the school yeah while they were in that class they learning had, about <laughs> they had plenty of time to give us some of these answers but they didn't give us answers we know that they're making doors yeah to, and then they're making the doors themselves which also was kind of weird like how how are you making a door and getting access to a, like a house in a different universe? or i guess a camp cabin in the woods yes which was very very unfortunate that that was the door that mike chose yeah because I feel like he could have gone away with it if it was a regular old house. Yeah, if it was a single room with a single bed, he would have been fine, I think. But or... no, he was at camp with a bunch of kids there. Yeah. Also, while we're talking about that scene, I know we're still jumping ahead again, but <laughs> uh, while we're mentioning it, the one, the cops, this was the one time the cops actually were doing their jobs because they showed up like immediately after... Like, how did the cops get to that camp That camp so fast? Yeah, and I don't know how... Did one of the girls go, Hey, there's this weird green thing in our cabin? Yeah. Again, you would think they wouldn't believe the kid on that one unless they actually saw... Like, one of the counselors actually saw Mike at that point. But then they'd sound crazy going, It's this green circle, big eye, one eye. Exactly. Them them reporting that to the cops unless the cops were already like if it was like an actual like the camp was at like a park and they have like park rangers stationed there already or something like that but then also the cops are going around chasing what they think is the bear through the forest like no cop is going to be chasing for after the bear yeah (laughs) and since we are already on there 
in, in, in this scene. <laughs> that scare was absolutely perfect. That was a legendary scare. I mean, I have a lot of notes of that and all my other things, but like mm-hmm. the setup of that was just so perfect and so well done. Also, why wouldn't like after that? Why wouldn't they look into scaring adults with the amount of energy that generated? Because maybe that's because that took a lot of setup. Like you saw how many jars that filled up. Well, I mean, it was so much that it couldn't even contain it at that point. But you would yeah. think they could figure out a way to set up a way to harness that much energy from a scare, like a scare. I mean, like that. especially if they go on to laughter, which is supposed to be stronger than the scares. Which they don't know about that at this point. Not yet, yet but in the later movie. But, it... but yeah, like, you you take... Obviously, it's going to be a very advanced program, and only certain monsters are going to be actually able to, to do a scare like that. But, like, that's filled up about... I don't even know how many jars were in that room as compared to one jar they're filling up normally at a time with a scare. Yeah. So you just need, like, one or two of those big scares and you're set. You would think they they would start researching into like adult scares and have like an adult scaring program to max out their energy mm-hmm. receiving. Uh, going back back yeah. to the middle of the story um, again. Let's see. How don't I know they I don't I'm I don't understand like I've never been on a college campus like that. Like I went to community college, so like I don't know the whole Mm-hmm. dorming and all that stuff but they already had a dorm on that college couldn't they have just technically stayed in their dorm room and not moved in with the fraternity from what after... i'm thinking is for fraternities and sororities you move in with the rest of them yeah into one big house not a big house but you know what i mean big dorm yeah. room because mm-hmm. like that happened like midterm, so they would have already had to have had their dorm still from before the se- like mm-hmm. the, before the scare game started. Because if they're just joining the scare games at that point, and they're just joining the the fraternity, they would still have their old dorm rooms. But then instead, they get forced into what's his name, uh, Squishy into Squishy's a... mom's house. Squishy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which that's kind of funny that. It's his mom's house. His mom's house. They're trying to do that initiation. And it's like (laughs) starting off pretty good. I mean, they're not pulling the part very well themselves (laughs) because we can't take them seriously. Yeah. But I mean, it's still going decently. And then mom just comes down to the basement, flips on the lights. She's trying to do her laundry. And she's just like dancing. And she has that typical Minnesota mom (laughs) voice. (laughs) Um, And... I like how Squishy was just fed up, like, trying to talk over the sound of the washing machine and the clothes dryer. <laughs> okay, He's you're like, in. Okay, whatever, you're in. <laughs> now get your cushions ready, because we're going to make a fort. <sighs> Mom, can we stay up a little bit later tonight? <laughs> that first challenge seems pretty unsafe for a school to be putting on. Yeah, that was, like, that whole competition seemed a bit rough yeah i mean well oh no the last three were fine it's the first two that were like dangerous that all that toxic whatever those those things were hold on i wrote it down they were some kind of urchin yeah and it just blows up your body like that does not seem safe i put in my visuals they were called a 
Yeah, no, they were just ur- some kind of urchin. <laughs> that does not seem like it could be good for you or safe or just like. Yeah, one one student shoots it in Squishy's mouth. <laughs> he like completely blows up. Well, we don't again. We don't know how long this effects last. It could be only for a few seconds or like a couple of minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But still, not something you would think a school would be putting kids through purposefully. Yeah. And, like, Uzma Kappa was super lucky that the other team got disqualified for cheating. Yeah. I I mean, it is kind of interesting that they didn't still get eliminated, even though the other team got disqualified. Because, like, they technically did still lose that competition. Mm-hmm. Would it would have shortened the games, though, <laughs> which would not have been fun. Yeah. But... Um, and then that librarian... <laughs> Is probably the scariest monster in the entire universe. <laughs> that librarian was just wild. Now that's something out of actual horror movies. Yeah. Also, if they would have just snuck up and held the ladder for Zoe, they could have won that challenge a lot easier mm-hmm. than that entire like convoluted distraction plan they actually came up with. Because, like, Zoe already snuck up to the the thing without even getting caught. He he like really moved up there yeah which doesn't make sense because one squeak from one student it was the the tiniest floorboard creak that she heard yeah and she took that student and threw him out the (laughs) ceiling but like mike could have easily just like rolled himself into a ball and rolled up to hold the the platform the the ladder for for so we don't know if mike can actually just do that though (laughs) that's the thing we don't know if mike can just you know, turn into a ball and roll. I mean, he's we got get, the he's body a ball, for but... it. He's got the body for it. All he has to do he is does, tuck, tuck and roll. Like... Doesn't necessarily mean he can just do that easily. <laughs> but even so, I feel like he... Although like apparently if... Art can do that just fine. Exactly. Art, we did see Art do it. So, like, Art could have definitely done that to get up to the ladder to hold it for Zoe. Because Zoe just ran straight up to that ladder without making any noise. And he would have had the, the flag if it didn't fall yeah. over. And then their plan is to, so the whole purpose of this portion of the game is to be like, oh, you have to be quiet to keep, <laughs> so that you're not alerting kids or parents that yeah. you're there. But for them to win, they made as much noise as they could. Again, not the greatest concept when they're trying to put together these games. Like, this isn't teaching them anything. It just says don't get caught, which they're following the rules they're, they're just following the rules using the like, on it. <laughs> that defeats the purpose though exactly <laughs> you would think they would have that a bit more under control especially if they're the whole purpose of this is to learn <laughs> yeah exactly um and then they end up at that party and everything's going fine until you know the whole they get splashed with paint hit with glitter and flowers yeah and teddy bears fall mm-hmm I I don't know if they really were able to edit those pictures to make it look like they were posing or if they just posed. I think it just happened to be the way they were standing at that point. Well, a lot of... Set it perfectly. No, because I don't think they would have just been naturally (laughs) posing the way they did. Some of it were, so it was kind of natural. And then some of them seemed like they were posing. (laughs) But also, how did they manage to post all of those photos upon the entire quad the next day 
Yeah. There was hundreds and thousands of posters just hung everywhere. No, no chance they, they printed all of that. There was no way they did that overnight. Like, and there were giant banners, too. Yeah. There was a lot of, like, just the entirety of the quad was just covered in them. Like, even if they, like, one, they weren't, it wouldn't have been able to print that many overnight. Two, they wouldn't have been able to put them all up overnight. Mm-hmm. Like, even if they were working nonstop from the moment the picture was taken till the next morning. See, now I'm already got yeah, other points in the notes where we already discussed because my next note was shouldn't the scare factory have more security? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but we already covered that bit. So, uh, and you know the security sucks. And then we get another montage, and then like during that montage we see two different events go on for the games. One's the obstacle maze where they had to avoid teens and scare kids. Yeah. And then the other being, you know, hide and seek. Mm-hmm. Which they could have done a lot more with both of those games. Mm-hmm. But those are the ones they chose to breeze through instead of like the other ones. It's, I mean, it worked. We could have gone more, but at the same time, maybe they just wanted to not show all that to keep the movie from being even longer. Mm-hmm. And all it took was like one moment for Sully to change his entire attitude for the most part. Yeah, was when they, they were bonded the... over both collecting scare cards. Yeah, which I think that's pretty cool. There's trading cards for <laughs> scarers in that world. That was pretty neat. Like that is the top profession, so it makes sense because you know there's baseball cards. Yeah, there's race car, <laughs> there's NASCAR. You know, but um, like that was the one moment that changed Zoe's mind about Mike, except for when Dean. Hard scrabble changed his mind again and caused him to cheat to to win the games. Yeah, like that's not something a dean should be doing though. No. Like he she's talking down about another yeah. about a student. I mean they sh- her job is supposed to be to make the best students that they can and not be doing Still, stuff like that. <laughs> Mike Mike seemed to be a promising student. Like we can see yeah. it within the professor's eye. He was trying harder than any other student in the entire program. Like, even Professor Knight went, told him that he was, like, doing some major improvements and that he was doing really good. Yeah. Um, And then I guess after all that, my one last note is that they apparently didn't even need a degree to become a scarer. (laughs) I mean, it is interesting that they're still able to get a job there after getting kicked out of the school scaring program and stuff like that. Yeah, there were just auditions. (laughs) Granted, it was for a completely different job, but like, also they seem to be they're climbing the ladder in the opposite direction because they started off as like in the mailroom and then they went to the janitors and then to the cafeteria. Like, I feel like it should have been the opposite order <laughs> of those promotions. Why, cafeteria, then... Then janitor, then mailroom. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, but like, Maybe in the monster world, those jobs <laughs> are different. <laughs> yeah. Apparently in cafeteria, it was super easy to make the food. Because they just threw the trash on top of <laughs> the buffet line. Yeah. At least yeah. they did that for the university. Or maybe it was in Monsters. I don't remember. It was there at some point. But there was I don't, a scene where, I don't remember they, where, where the cafeteria lady 
took the trash and just dumped it on top of the pile <laughs> and the monsters were eating straight from it. Mm-hmm. Well, going back to the, the scare games again, though, how did Zoe change the settings in there without anyone seeing it on the camera? Cause he That's a good had, point, because he had to get in there and then He like, would have had to change open. it under the bed, and like the camera was on him the entire time that he was in that room. So that unless, is true. Unless he like was able to like, I don't remember his what his like, entire scare move was, but like unless he was able to possess himself. Um, at the side what of he the did? Bed. Oh, you know what? That's what he did. He did sit up. I think it was near the bottom of the bed, though, where he sat. Like so, maybe he he had enough arm length to mess with that to cover it and make it look he's, like he's positioning himself for the scare, but he's actually set, yeah. changing. Like set. maybe he just had enough arm length for that. Because it is like right there in the like the wide open to to where that yeah, it's right there on the side, and it looked like Mike had to go under some covers to get to it. Mm-hmm. So maybe Mike hit his hand under the cover and did it all there. Uh, that's the only th- thing I can think of. It's like yeah. Otherwise, I, yeah, were, he was at the bottom of the bed, looking like, up. It would be very noticeable, and then, boom, on camera to see him change the, the scary thing. Which Sully should not have been able to hide behind the bed that easily because he's so big. <laughs> yeah. Again, if he was doing it before the scare, that would have put his scare on easy, and he should have gotten a max score score also, though. From what I saw, there were six options. And Mike said, why is mine down yeah. to easy? But um, what I'm trying to say is if if Mike, uh, if Sully was setting it up for Mike while he was doing his scare, he would have had to do it before his scare and not on his way out. Well, So his scare would have been on an easier setting What I'm well. thinking is each person had their own little thing, like first scare is on hard, second scare is on hard 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 and then that sixth scare whoever it's doing it is on easy i don't i don't think there was that many controls for the there were six panel there were six different levers that just seems kind of weird engineering at that point yeah <laughs> it does but like why why would they have multiple like scare setups for, for uh, i don't know the but... <laughs> uh then going back to like the banishment, not the banishment scene, but when Mike went into the closet at the camp, why didn't he just run back into the into the closet immediately after, like he realized what was going on? He did. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did run back to the closet, but they had turned it off already. They didn't. No, they didn't turn it off until Zoe was in the room. Oh well, then I don't know. Maybe That's, he was. He was maybe like he was blocked off by kids and they're you know he goes he does his scare. And then, like, he stands there for a few seconds, and then he realizes what's going on, and then, like, the other kids start coming out of bed, and then the next thing we know, they're outside with the cops. Like, he could have easily went back and ran through the, the closet again. Well, maybe it was being blocked off by kids, which are still poisonous in this movie. Yeah. Or toxic. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have any other notes. <laughs> no. We kind of went through all of them. Yeah, we did it in a weird way, but we got... I think let me just like skim through to make sure I didn't miss anything since we didn't we went in such a a weird direction. But I'm oh, pretty sure um, I did put down. Never mind. I did put down like about how Mike was the one who caught the pig, not Sully. Yeah, Mike did catch the pig definitely, but then Sully just grabs Mike like he caught Mike and the pig. You know. <laughs> well, that's that's the other note I had was that slug monster 
and well, we see him in the beginning, and then he's the the thing from the end, ended credit scenes where he missed the entire semester. <laughs> Wouldn't you think they would accommodate that monster a bit better? Yeah, that's like, what I was thinking. Also, like, give it a segue if it's give a him slow some monster. kind of some kind of way to get around the campus, or even like have him get some kind of special lessons where he doesn't actually have to go into class because he can't make it to the class. Yeah, like they should make this program more accessible for him. And they they do nothing to help him. Instead, he just no misses. child left behind. He was left behind. All right, <laughs> he missed the entire semester. <laughs> like that poor monster. Okay, but that's all my notes now. Um, yeah, I think that's that's all I have. <laughs> all right, then moving on. What do you have for your characters? For my characters, I have an eighty-five. I have mine at a ninety. I, I. This might be controversial opinion, but Mike carried this entire movie, in my opinion. See, I don't necessarily think so. I do think that this movie was more Mike heavy than the first one. It was Mike like heavy. The second, where the first movie was more Sully heavy. But also, Sully was pretty much unlikable the entirety of this movie. Yeah. Like, but I mean, the other student, the other like Uzma Kappa students, I really liked. Eh, some of them were fun. Some of them were a bit annoying. Like, I don't know. They didn't really do too much for me personally. But I do feel like Mike carried this entirety of the movie. And, like, I would have given it a much lower score if it wasn't for the fact of Mike. That's just me personally, though. But, like... Yeah. And, like, Randall. I feel like they could have done a lot more with Randall here. And, like, shown him, like... Like shown throughout more. the movie actually disliking Mike and Sully. Yeah. Instead, instead of, of just trying to fit in with the cool kids. Yeah. It was like they showed him once he's super nice. Then the next time he's just telling Mike, don't embarrass me. And then at the end of the movie, he's just, I'm never going to lose you ever again. And it was just a, like a complete transformation. I feel like they yeah. could have done more with the character, like with his character and had him get into other situations where like the descent was shown a bit more. Mm-hmm. With Zoe, he went. He goes from a terrible person the entirety of the movie. He's just mean. He's he doesn't care about anything. He's not. He doesn't do anything to try for the school. He doesn't. He just thinks he can get by because his dad's one of the biggest scares. Mm-hmm. So like, he's just again unlikable as a character until what the last few minutes of the movie. Uh, I feel like it's. After they've snuck into Monsters Inc. Well, yeah, they. I mean, once they they have their bonding moment, he's fine for a while. But then he just goes back and cheats for the, yeah. the scare game. So it's kind of just brings him back to the way he was. And then whenever he they're trying to scare all those adults, he's likable again. Yeah, I, I just. Well, I, no, probably whenever he's trying to admit that he cheated was when he starts being likable again. Yeah. Again, it's such a different character than the Sully that we've seen in Monsters, Inc. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't There seem... should have been some more growth. Yeah, that doesn't seem like the growth that he experienced in this movie. He should have turned him into the person that we've spe- we seen in Monsters, Inc. Especially with the way he acts with Boo and, like, how caring of a person he seems to be in Monsters, Inc., like none of that personality is here or shown in this 
movie. Right. Um, I felt like Johnny Worthington as like one of the villains. He's not. I don't feel like he's the main villain, but he's no. Oh. I think he's supposed to be considered one of the villains. He's boring. Yeah, I mean, he's just that typical douchey jock where just like he thinks he's better than everyone because he's yeah. the president of the top sorority mm-hmm. or fraternity or whatever. Hardscrabble, who I consider to be the real villain. Yes, Hardscrabble, I would also say is the villain in this movie. And then, I mean, just has it out to them because she, they destroyed her her scare canister. But I mean, I her character is really good uh, a tough dean i would say too tough though like yeah in terms of a dean like no dean should be of a school should be again it's a movie and like that's how all these movies are all the deans are always going to be someone that doesn't care for the kids or someone who's just trying to get the best students only and not the actual like not actually mm-hmm. caring for the kids but it's not something that you would actually look for in a dean and like in real life and stuff like that yeah, you want someone who'll motivate the students. But of course at the end of the movie we see her changing Yeah. Again character. It's, all of these characters in this movie have a change of heart at the last minute of like the last few minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the case for pretty much everyone. Except for Mike. Mike is constant throughout the entirety. He's and he's still pretty much the same Mike that we know from Monsters Inc. Yeah. But I mean, she ends up being nice and being impressed by Mike and Sully. Maybe she becomes nicer of a dean afterwards, but we don't get to know that. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the characters I have are Uzma Kath the characters. Yeah. Starting with uh, Don. Apparently he's like 30. He's not 30. He's like in his 40s or 50s. <laughs> I, I feel like. No, I think I remember hearing that he was in his 30s. Yeah, I know. Like, I know that's what he said. And yes, it was definitely said in the movie. I know what you're referring okay. to. Okay. But so I'm just saying crazy. personally, personally, he's in his 40s or 50s. There's no way. I'm turning 30 this year and I don't look anything near to that. Exactly. Or act like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's your typical dad. Like, he's your just... typical dad. Like, he has to be in his 50s or 60s by now. Yeah. There's, there's no way he's. In his thirties, <laughs> late forties to fifties, but yeah, I, I have him written down as dad monster. I mean, <laughs> dad monster, and yeah. then he ends up marrying Squishy's mom at yes. the end. <laughs> Which, Which I mean, throwing I, in that romance is kind of nice, but that was more comedy, I feel like, than anything. It was comedy, and it, it's got to be really awkward for because <laughs> they're fraternity brothers, and. <laughs> <laughs> the way he kept going just think of it as if we're brothers who share the same mom wife <laughs> he goes oh that sounds bad see Don kind of annoyed me at certain parts he was funny in some parts but also I just like some of the things he did were just kind of annoying to me yeah but that, again that's because he's the dad monster <laughs> they should but, have had him making puns throughout the entirety of the movie and he should have been him. making a lot of puns he should have been making puns and dad jokes and then he would have been a fun dad monster but he didn't do any of that but as a scarer he's actually pretty capable surprisingly he is he did better than a lot of the the other scares that we've seen throughout the like the even movie. some of the ones who are actually like supposed to be scary mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Which, so I don't understand how he got kicked out of the scaring program. I mean, he, if he sees personality outside the scaring, <laughs> and he didn't really come up with the whole sticking onto things with his tentacles on his own. Mike helped him with that. Yeah. But which I feel like he should have been able to know that already. You would think. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, the annoying ones to me were Terry and Terry. <laughs> I think they were mostly annoying because they were the most boring out of all of them. I mean, I, I agree that they were kind of annoying and they were also kind of boring. They didn't really add too much in terms of anything. Which I don't understand. One was a dancing major and the other was not. I mean, that's just, your, again, your typical like conjoined twins they're always going to make them doing opposite stuff and well i wanted to know the other ones major and how do they manage to do all the classes for them the one no they always it seemed like they put a lot more into one of the terry the dance major terry than the other terry mm-hmm. which it's is like, weird the one who's not a dance major had the bigger head and stuff i feel like, like that should have been the main one they came up with this character, but they kind of just gave up on it. And like, oh, well, we're only going to give half of them a personality. And like, yeah, we'll give him half half a personality in, in general. And and then there was Art, the fuzzy purple monster. See, Art was funny to me, but that's because I think Charlie Day is just a very funny person. I, I can agree with that. Which I was excited whenever I looked through the cast before watching went, wait, Charlie Day is in this? <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm already excited about him because he's supposed to play Luigi in the upcoming Super Mario movie. I'm still on the fence about that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he'll be great. But anyways, about this movie, uh, I thought Art was a funny comic relief character. Yeah. He didn't really do too much. He was there for a couple of scenes where he was a prominent, but like... He was still more of a background character. He was a background comic relief, I feel like. Like, especially when they were at Monsters, Inc. And then the security shows up, and he's the one who yells, I can't go back to prison again. (laughs) That was great. And then Squishy. (laughs) You know, he's living with his mom still. Yeah. Poor Squishy. I mean, I liked how... His his scare and the scare thing was just him just being creepy and standing around and standing there making close, a face, getting too close to the the, the child, and like it worked as a scare. It worked for him. Yeah. If that was his scaring style. It worked. Yeah, I mean he's just this dorky monster who's just trying to find his place, and but he's also super lovable. Yeah. I don't feel like anyone could really hate the character of Squishy. Eh, it's possible. <laughs> I can I can see him being annoying at sometimes. Um, I don't really have anyone else written down. I almost wrote down the Professor uh, Knight. He didn't. He didn't have too was, much though. No, they they could have showcased his le- his lessons a bit more and done a little bit more with him. But it, from what we did see, he seemed like he was a good professor because he was yeah. praising Mike for improving. And then, yeah. like, even though he was, like, keen on Sully at first, mm-hmm. like, he realized he's Sully not seeing improvement from Sully. Yeah. Sully so he's wasn't like, putting any work in, so. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all that, that there was for me in character. Was... I mean, we could talk about the different sororities in general, but. 
There's no need. They didn't go into detail. In really, there's only two that really showed personality outside the two that we were yeah, dealing with. Roar Omega Roar and Uzma. And, then... and Uzma Kappa. There was the Hiss, which was a bunch of goth <laughs> monsters. <laughs> and then the one with the preppy, they should have been the cheerleaders in that football game yeah. monsters. And then there was that other one that they showed like one time during one of the, the montage scene and that was it. Right. <laughs> Which I don't or, uh, remember that. The one that lost I forgot to mention. No the one that lost um the first round because of disqualification because they were cheating. Yeah. Uh I can't remember the one monster's name who kept getting the twenty three nineteens. Oh. But but was that one of the I, monsters in that sorority, or am I remembering that wrong? I didn't notice that again. They they were there for like such a split second. I didn't like even notice that. I feel like it were. is so that they could have made the joke that they wiped it off and put the urchin on him. I think <laughs> that's the monster. <laughs> Maybe it's possible. But uh, other than that, that's all the real characters. Yeah. Uh, are we ready to move on to visuals then? Yeah, let's do it. Um, right. for visuals, I have a ninety-four. I have an 89 here for visuals. Okay. Uh, I think, Another five point difference, but... Yeah. This is one of the movies where I said they're obviously improving with animation still, but they didn't do too much to keep up with it, in my opinion. Yeah. I feel like there was a couple of good visuals here and there, but it wasn't anything that was like standout visuals as compared well, to... Well, for me, it's like the animation, not uh, the fur was really good on all the monsters that had fur. Yeah. But um you know and then character design. The I had an issue with character design here. I feel really? like there was a lot less diversity in the monsters this time as compared to what we yeah. see in Monsters Inc. I will say I will kind of agree to that there cuz there's a lot of those like big fuzzy there were so many monsters that looked very similar in this movie. There was basically three or four different types of monsters. And they all, like, just kind of varied in those same categories. Mm -hmm. There was, like, the fuzzy monsters. There was the round monster, like, Mike-type monsters. Or, like, even there was Blob-type, like, the crab guy also kind of fits in that category. It's, like, a Blob-type monster. There was, like, the horned monsters. And then... And then the just weird shape. Yeah. Practically stick monsters. Like, snakes or other kinds of things like that mm -hmm. and they were they all just kind of blend together like they changed the colors or they changed the like a few variations but yeah if you looked at all the monsters a lot of them look the same as compared to like when you go back to monsters inc and they show all the different monsters that are on the scare floor or all the monsters that were moving around they all ha kind of have distinct looks to them and it's mm -hmm. not just the same species or same class of monsters and stuff like that. Yeah, I can kind of see that. But like out of the main monsters we did have, uh, I mean, there were still some unique designs like Don having that weird oh, his, mustache. His, his bat mustache. Yeah. I did love his bat mustache. I thought that was cool. <laughs> and I did art like, was unique. I did love that they made Aubrey Plaza's monster look just like her. And it was <laughs> <laughs> like that. Thought that was pretty genius. That was pretty funny. And then that other monster that was with her looked pretty interesting too. 
like the eagle, eagle looking, like kind of like a griffin type dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, the college campus looked incredible. It really I, did. I, I, I would have loved to visit that college. I will say they they really nailed the look of that, and they they made it look like an actual college as well. Um, the glow urchins, the glowing from them was really cool, especially after they turned off the lights. Mm-hmm. That was cool. All of the the fraternity and sorority houses also like this cause falls into the the college itself, but they did nail the way that the like the fraternity sorority houses looked as well. Mm-hmm. And like it looked like actual college campus you were driving through at that point. One of the things that stuck out to me was the details they put in Mike's hat, the mm-hmm. the old hat. They put that a lot it was of, old, and you could see some of the wear and tear. You can see the wear, and it looked. It had that used look to it, and I think mm. they really made that stand out. I liked I liked a lot of the facial expressions in this movie. The main one I jotted down was when Sully realized that he was in the wrong room. <laughs> this, what are you talking about? This is my, this isn't my room. It's just that sudden drop of face. That was good. Uh, to me, the best was Mike's little smile when he was hiding behind the monster after he came out of the scare door. But... Uh-huh. <laughs> like that look of wonder and excitement. <laughs> but there was a, a lot of good facial expressions, I agree. Uh, I like that when they showed Mike's reflection in the trophy when they were at that party. And oh, yeah. That room, and looking at in the trophy, and you can see his reflection, almost like a funhouse mirror type reflection. I'm trying to think. There wasn't a whole lot of water in this. No, movie. there was a lake at the camp, and that was pretty much it. That was it. And I mean, it looked good, like always. But that whole forest chase, like the forest looked incredible, and the camp, like the mm-hmm. whole campgrounds looked great. Oh, and just watching Mike and Sully with trying to scare the adults. That, that there were some good visual aspects to that. They, they did a lot of great stuff. I mean, this, I have notes to carry from visual and atmosphere together on that scene but like they really nailed that in terms of making it feel like a real horror movie scare mm-hmm. like the way even like the visuals and audio wise like, like how mike almost seemed like a silhouette during all yeah. that they had silhouettes they had shadows moving and then like that doll like pacing across the floor and like <laughs> the whole setup of that was just and then just them moving around their flashlights mm-hmm. and like we're suddenly seeing all these claw marks from Sully. Yes. That whole setup of that scene was just a brilliant like horror movie. That was like probably the perfect scene. And that was yeah. like, <laughs> mo- this movie's not perfect, but that scene was perfect itself. I, I agree with that. And that's what I was saying earlier when I said the, the beginning and the ending story bits were, were really done. Like that whole camp story storyline was really cool and unique and something different that mm-hmm. they did and they they really nailed the feel to that uh then the door explosion when they came out of it looked really cool too when they got oh, all yeah. the energy blew the door the trading cards and the credits also were cool oh yes that was a really good visual aspect mm-hmm. or also during the beginning after the whole field trip scene they did almost the same thing Yes. Well, the, the opening credit animations. Mm-hmm. Then there was one like cinematic shot that I loved was when they came back from 
the break after they were uh, kicked out of this gang program, and they showed a, a leaf that was like dying in the like from the winter or whatever. And there's one leaf that's on it, and it falls off, like just just to show that the seasons have passed. But it, I feel like it was a really visually stunning scene, and then it cuts to them inside of the the scare, yeah, can class or whatever. That was very nice. Other than that, um, I don't. Have I don't really have anything about. else. Like I said, there was kind of lacking in visuals here. I've mentioned this many times before. If I can understand that the visuals are going to get better, and like that's going to be a constant like reason for our scores to get keep improving. But now that we're at this point, they're going to have to do something to make it stand out, to make it justifiable for me to score every single movie in the '90s. They score it like with a an impact for visuals. I mean, that's fair. But uh, moving on to entertainment. Atmosphere. Or no, we're on atmosphere next. Yeah. That's you. Yes, you I have a 93 for my atmosphere. I have mine at a 90. This is where we have lower scores. <laughs> or we, I have a lower See, score than you. I originally had mine at a 90. And then I thought about the voice acting. And I'm like, the voice acting was enough to keep this at that point. Yeah, the voice acting was what really kept this like they're at 90 for me i i agree that the atmosphere itself was kind of lacking a bit but a lot of the scholarly music that they had was done well mm-hmm. and it did fit well with the college yeah the but almost like fight song alma they had a nice alma mater yes that, that but was. then they're like fight song and mm-hmm. it, it it sounded really good it matched the college theme of the movie and I mean, the soundtrack wasn't really all that bad. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't anything incredible, and it didn't stand out as compared. It wasn't to anything special like what we've seen before. Yeah, and but... I mean, the jazz song was nice. I preferred <laughs> Monsters Inc. jazz song. <laughs> I was happy that I didn't have that song stuck in my head all the entire time I was watching this. Movie, yeah, though. this one. I mean, it was a little catchy, but not as much as other songs have been Nowhere to us. Near as catchy as that theme song for Monsters Inc. though. So mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, the voice acting is really what makes this atmosphere so well. And like you still have obviously Mike and Sully who just absolutely kill it with their characters, but you even all the new characters that we had, they also did such a great job here, I feel. Oh yeah. Where like even though their characters were kind of lacking to me, they still Nailed it the actors department. themselves were really good. Mm-hmm. Like again, the one who uh, auditioned, the the uh, voice actor for the dean, Helen Mirren. Mm-hmm. Well, she's also just a treasure in acting in general. Oh yeah. So, and then like again, we had Charlie Day as a uh, art. Yeah, that was the main one I was excited about. I forgot to pull up <laughs> the cast list myself. But they all did really good. I felt like Dawn's did really good at pulling the dad yeah, energy. I Again, could have used some dad <laughs> jokes in there, but I don't think that was really up to him. Yeah. And then going back, what I was talking about in visual is that, that final scare scene. Again, it, it also played the atmosphere for that as well. Mm-hmm. That, was, that scene, they really nailed the atmosphere of making it feel like a horror movie at that point. And oh yeah, like in capturing that entire scare, 
and even some of the other sound effects, like of the other scares that they were doing in the scare, like in the scare simulator, simulators and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you can hear all. Some noises. of those were really well done, like mm-hmm. when the Terry's were uh, shadowed first, and you can just see their tentacles kind of flapping, and then you see the heads separating, and then you see them as the scare. And then uh, that monster that gave Mike his hat when he's tapping on the bed and dragging his claws, his fingers mm-hmm. across. And we and... see Mike doing that himself also mm-hmm. they, as a reference to that. They they made the sound of that sound great. Oh, yeah. The sound effects were really good in this movie. But then also whenever we get the point of view of the robot kid during the scares. Yes. That was very nice to see. The only one we didn't get is, well, we didn't get arts either, but I was going to reference squishies. We just kind of see the robot kid looking around and then he looks, he just slowly looks to his side and there's squishy. Yeah. So that should have been said in a visual, some of that camera yes, work. That that would have been under visuals atmosphere, but, <laughs> uh, but I, really I mean, again, it was mostly atmosphere. the voice acting that. Yeah really killed it yeah again i like i said i probably would have dumped this a little bit lower like you had and then i had it at 90 originally i had it in the eight like mid 80s and i'm like that's being a bit too harsh and i'm like all right voice acting carries this but like there's there's gonna be a point where it can only get you so far <laughs> mm-hmm. um that's all i got for atmosphere if you want to move on to entertainment let's do it all right, now for entertainment. I have a 96. I this might be our biggest gap ever on the podcast. <laughs> I have a 79 for my atmosphere. Well, see again, uh, you sorry. You have said how you really just don't like this movie. It's not that I don't like it. Yeah, I wouldn't It's not one it's one you don't really I care don't for much. If I wanted to watch a movie like this, I would watch one of the actual movies that are already made like this that's the thing. and and not like a kids movie like not to say anything like again this whole like, podcast is about kids movies what are that, you talking I, about <laughs> i understand it and i have nothing against kids movies but what i'm trying to say is like in this type of movie it's not made to be a, a children's movie like yeah there's only so much you can do with a movie like this when it's being targeted for children as compared to like an adult comedy in this kind of setting, like this move, this this kind of movie is not made to be made for children, mm-hmm. and that kind of sucks a lot of the energy out of it. I mean, I still thought it was like very fun. Like that whole rhyming bit in the beginning just had me rolling my eyes when they were going from all the different people. And all their names rhymed and their activities were rhyming. Oh, and see, I thought that was kind of funny, though. <laughs> that I was just rolling my eye at that, and it was really, I found that really annoying. And there was this other certain things that just kind of didn't sit right with me. But, like, it did have some fun parts to it. I, I will admit, it wasn't completely terrible, but not really my thing. Like, uh, I mean, 70s is still a passing score. Yeah. It's still a passing score, and it's not the worst movie we've seen still. It's not. Like, this could have been Home on the Range. Yeah. I'm not going to stop hating on that movie. <laughs> I do feel like some of this humor in this movie was kind of forced, though. I will say that. 
Uh, maybe a little, but I don't know. I felt like this one did it right compared to some of the other movies that forced humor. Yeah, it's, it was better than some of the stuff that, yes, that has forced it. But I, I do feel like they, they kind of pushed in some stuff where there was just no need for it. Uh, I, but... I just really like this movie. I enjoyed it. I was surprised that I really enjoyed it, too. Because <laughs> remember, I was saying, oh, yeah, when I first watched it, I thought it was just boring. I thought I wouldn't like it, so I just didn't ever rewatch it. And now that I actually watched the full movie, I thought it was very nice. I watched it the one time, and now I remember why I only watched it that one time. <laughs> there were some funny moments. I will, like, when when Uzma Kappa were all mimicking Mike when he was trying to keep them silent inside the li- library. <laughs> the library that, scene. That, that part had me cracking up. And then slow and steady, slow and steady. <laughs> shh, oh. shh, shh. And they're all just going down the line like that was great. And then Art and in the first challenge, I gotta touch it. And he, I wanna in, touch it. He runs into all the things. <laughs> and then Art during the Monster Zinc break in, <laughs> I can't go back to jail. <laughs> there was some fun stuff, I admit that. And Mike, obviously, still a great character throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. But with Sully acting like that, it's hard to, to care about Sully in that position. Yeah, it's like, and oh, it's, I remember you being this big, lovable guy. It's just a completely different Sully. Kind of a a douchebag. Mm-hmm. There's no, like I said, I feel like Mike carries the entirety of this movie. And, like, if Mike Mike wasn't in this movie, I would, like, killed the scores probably <laughs> yeah i i feel like that'd be the same though for me like there's no way this movie would have done anywhere good i don't think they would have even released it if it didn't have <laughs> mike i mean they probably would have tried honestly <laughs> yeah but uh are you ready to move on to overall uh yeah i think i just get this over with <laughs> all right what do you have oh Actually, I did not recalculate my scores, so give me one second. Because Shall I, I go and give mine then? Yes, you can give your score right okay, now. Okay, my overall score is a 90. It's a pretty high score for this movie. <laughs> I, again, I really like this movie. Yeah, it's... I wouldn't say it's 90 categories, but... <laughs> well, I have it in the 90. It's, again, we're allowed to have different opinions, though. That's the great thing exactly. about this podcast is... There's mine's be... always right. Nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be times where we disagree, and this is one of the few times where like, we have a major difference in opinion. All right. My score is an 84.6. So, yeah, that's a... It's still a very high score for what it seems. That's, that's a decent score still. The, here's the thing about our scores, and I've noticed this, I think, tw- when I yeah, when I was... Not Toy Story 3. There was one of the scores, the episodes I was editing recently where, like, we didn't really care for the movie that much, but it still got a pretty decent score. Whereas, like, our atmosphere and visual scores are usually so high that it's enough to carry the entirety of the scores. Which, I mean, that's sometimes all it takes for these movies. Yeah. Like, if you look at my entertainment, which is a 79, and 
that's like a huge difference compared to like an 84 overall. Mm -hmm. Like, again, it's we're taking the average of all our scores. But like, I have my story and, and entertainment at a 79, which is like the bulk of what the movie should actually be. So like, some of these movies are getting kind of jumped up with their actual scores as to what they should be. Well, that just depends seasons. on the work they really put into the movies, I guess. Like, atmosphere in it and and visuals are really coasting some of these movies, I feel. <laughs> or you're thinking it should be lower just because you don't like it as much. Well, it's still putting out those. But, it's still doing its worth in the work that's being put into them. In certain senses. But, I mean, I could make, like, the crappiest story you've ever heard and then put the greatest animation you've ever seen to it. And then, like, it's going to cancel it out. So, like, that's that's what I'm trying to say here. I mean, yeah. Like, it's tough because we're taking a, a an average of all of our scores together. So, like, some of these movies, you're going to see a really high score, but you're not going to focus on the overall portion of it. And I think we might have to start, uh, me personally, I might have to start balancing things a bit more or trying to. I mean, I do. I always look at my previous scores and try and keep everything balanced the best I could. But I feel like I might have to start focusing a bit more on, like, overall score as well as compared to just like each score individually maybe we'll figure something out <laughs> i mean we're already two and two and a half seasons in to, well yeah one and a half seasons in at this point it just depends on how we're feeling I, i'm Speaking pretty sure of feelings segue <laughs> our movie next week is inside out i'm so excited for this this is honestly probably besides, this movie i do know that i like i think this might be my favorite pixar movie like that's In a good. I mean, it's a good favorites. option. I think my favorite Pixar movie is Coco. Personally, I'm excited. I've been looking forward to watching this movie again. I mean, mm -hmm. I've watched it plenty. Of this times is a recently, top tier but... movie, just in general. I love this movie so much, but I'm not ready to cry, and I know I'm gonna cry watching. <laughs> oh this yeah, because... and I'm not ready to get Bing Bong song stuck in my head. That's that's uh, now it's already there. Thanks He's for... a friend who likes to play Bing Bong, Bing, Bing Bong. <laughs> Uh, oh, bing bong. Uh, Spoilers. But... We're not at that movie yet. <laughs> yes, that's next but week. That's next week, and we're going to have a lot of fun with it. I can't wait. I'm so excited to watch it again. I'm probably going to watch this many times before we actually record, <laughs> just because I love Fair it so enough. much. But that's it for this week. So until next time, may all your dreams come true. Bye.